Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Shatzer Says. I'm your host, Mike Shatzer. This is episode seven. Maybe it's episode 7A because, you know, we've got some big things going on in the next couple uh, episodes on uh, Shatzer Says. We're doing our Bourbon Palooza this weekend, so we'll have some special guests uh, joining us for that. But So this is episode 7A, and we, we're going to talk about the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. And my guest today is a good friend of mine, probably one of the first people I met here in Kentucky, who really turned me on to bourbon and the different types. And, you know, I would say a bourbon connoisseur. I mean, you know, and he's a collector of bottles and things too, and willing to go, go camp out at different Kroger's to get tickets. So, you know, he is definitely a bourbon guy. I'd like to welcome my man, Brian Durbin. Welcome to the show, Durb. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed listening so far. And uh, when you uh, started talking about doing that bourbon palooza i said i definitely want to be a guest on that and uh, <laughs> you know once again I'm, I'm excited to be here thank you thank you well you know bourbon's really you know living here in kentucky i guess i never really you know i knew what whiskey was everyone knew what jack daniels was and you know jack and coke and stuff like that you know but living in kentucky i really learned a lot about what bourbon is i never really had bourbon before we moved here you know so within the last i'd say six years we've lived, we moved here in june of 14 you know, I've really started to appreciate bourbon. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to learn more about it. You know, my, my palate is very blue collar. You know, I drink my beer in a can. So, you know, it's one of those things I don't need to drink Happy Bell Winkle, but if someone's offering, I'm definitely going to take a sip. But, you, you know, so, well, Derb, what is your go-to bourbon? Like, if we're at the house and, and you say, hey, do you want a cocktail or do you want a bourbon? I'll say, yeah, what are you, you going to pour me? It doesn't have to be anything fancy. What's your go-to? Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on the situation. Um, I think you know, if I if I've got a most versatile bourbon, one you could drink neat, one you could drink over the rocks, one that stands up in a cocktail, uh, I'm going with that Wild Turkey 101. Um, it's it's one that's been around forever and ever, and a lot of people kind of laugh it off. I don't know. Some people call it the kicking chicken or whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a real quality bourbon. Um, one thing I kind of try to look for is a bourbon with some kind of age on it and we know that uh, the wild turkey barrels that come produce at 101 are aged six to eight years so there's a little quality behind it i got you that's I, you know i would not have i would not have said that you know i didn't think wild turkey 101 but hey you know hey to each his own you know that's awesome so how do you take that turkey 101 like what's your like how do you drink your your bourbon well, I, I mean like a lot of people when i first started drinking bourbon the idea was fill up a glass with ice, put about half of bourbon in there, and then top it off with Coke or Diet Coke or ginger ale or whatever it is that you're drinking. And I think that's how most people kind of get into it. And that was in college. Um, now I drink most of my bourbon neat. Um, right. And if I'm not drinking it neat, I kind of prefer to make a cocktail like an old fashioned or a Manhattan. I got you. Okay. You know, one of the first times you and I and, and Stacy and Amy, we all went out to dinner one night. And I remember you ordered a bourbon and you said minimal ice. And I'm like, and that phrase is stuck with me, you know, and yeah. I, I tend to drink my bourbon neat. If I can drink a bourbon neat, it stands up to me. Like, and I'm not a, I don't really care for Manhattans. I don't like those sweet drinks. I just don't care right. for them. So if I'm going to drink bourbon, it's going to be a neat or maybe a minimal ice. You know, I, I don't think I've ever had a, a bourbon and Coke. You know, maybe I haven't drank a Coca-Cola in so long, but I couldn't tell you, but you know, so hey everyone has their preference i mean i tried bourbon cream last year for the first time you know and put it in my coffee and i'm like oh this this could be dangerous you know uh it's a good drink on a snow day exactly buffalo trace bourbon cream is pretty doggone good you know and we're talking about them today too so you know um i mean the whole minimal ice thing like i, I don't want ice 
watering down the bourbon, you know, and I think everybody who drinks bourbon, their palate changes as you go. Um, you know, when I first started drinking bourbon, I wasn't able to drink it. Right. You know, the stuff comes out <laughs> like gasoline <laughs> to a first time drinker. And, uh, right. you know, you, you kind of have to adapt, but it is most definitely an acquired taste. Uh, I've got family down in Florida and, you know, they look at me like I'm crazy for drinking bourbon because they can't stand the taste. But I, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things you're born with in the state of Kentucky where you can, you know, get right. that, that that taste acquired. I guess. I mean, because all whiskeys are not bourbon, but all bourbons are whiskeys. Is that is that correct? That is correct. That is okay. correct. So Explain, like that is, Explain that to so me. Bourbon is uh, a type of whiskey, just like right. scotch is a type of whiskey, just like, uh, I don't know. Irish whiskey is a type of whiskey, but in order for it to be bourbon, there's certain rules that got to be followed. Um, the biggest rule that has to be followed is it's got to be at least 51% corn. Okay. Um, you know, so if, if it's 51% corn and then you've got your other grains that kind of go into it, the other grains, you know, malted barley, rye, could be wheat. Um, right. As long as it's 51% corn, you know, that's what makes up bourbon. And the whole idea of that 51% corn is to give it that sweeter taste. Okay. Uh, you don't really get that in a scotch or you know, I, I don't know if I've ever really had a scotch before. I mean, like I know on Parks and Rec, Ron Swanson drank some sort of scotch from Ireland. You know, that was his go-to drink, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't even heard of the brand before and had to look it up watching the, you know, during the early parts of the quarantine. I watched Parks and Rec. I binged that that, was, that series. But, you know, Ron Swanson, he's a real American, but he <laughs> drank scotch. You know, I've drank Jack Daniels before and I've had wild turkey, like a shot of wild turkey on like someone's 21st birthday before. But that's just a shot. I didn't enjoy it. I just, boom, you know, so definitely have acquired uh, a taste for it. But, you know, also now that we live here in Kentucky, like you say, and you're a native, you are from Lexington. Mm -hmm. You know, you are a native Kentuckian. Have you ever lived outside of the state of Kentucky? Never, never. never. No. I grew up in Lexington. And then, you know, once I graduated from UK, moved off to Shelbyville and started teaching then moved over to Oldham County. And then now I'm in Louisville. So I've been in Kentucky forever. You know, I got gotcha. you. So, so you've but, had bourbons from across the state then? I've had bourbons from from all major distilleries. And that's kind of another thing that, that's cropped up as of the last few years is you have all these craft distilleries and with their bourbon essentially what they're doing is they're going to heaven hill or they're going to uh wild turkey or, or barton for the most part right now uh they're buying barrels maybe they're aging them for an additional year sticking them in a bottle and putting their label on it so you know for me when it comes down to bourbon i want to know who i'm getting the bourbon from i want i want to drink bourbon from the people that are actually making it so right i got gotcha. you Okay, I understand. That's understandable. I mean, you know, like I said, it's it's an acquired taste, and, and you know what you like, you know. So, have you ever done the Bourbon Trail? I've done uh, several different. Uh, my wife was gracious enough on my thirtieth birthday to do kind of a surprise Bourbon Trail tour, and so the yes. first distilleries I really went to was on my thirtieth birthday, so eleven years ago, and we hit uh, Jim Beam. Heaven Hill and Maker's Mark. Those were the okay. first three I've been to, but I've been right. to, I don't know, some others after that as well. I gotcha. Cause I mean, you know, we start, this is the family tradition we do here at our house that usually we go the day after Christmas and we pick 
a part of the bourbon trail. So we, we're still going off. I'm still going off my passport off the old nine stops. So those are the ones we're going to talk about. We don't mention some of these newer places, you know, but uh, I need one more to get the full nine. I get to get the ring, I guess you would say. So I get my free T-shirt, which I mean, I, I'd wear that shirt with pride. I mean, that's the kind of shirt you take to the beach with you. Because people are like, oh, you're from Kentucky. You know, it, it's a good conversation piece. But I need to go to Town Branch. Have you ever been to Town Branch? No, that's a Lexington deal. And I guess uh, Town Branch Distillery is owned by a company called Alltech. And so, I don't know, if you're going to put a label on it, I would kind of call this a corporate bourbon. Mm -hmm. um, they also make like uh, Kentucky Ale, uh, if you've ever seen that beer around. So I don't exactly know what Alltech does, but I do know they have that you know, Town Branch bourbon. Right. And they also have this, this beer they make. That must be the hardest one to get because if you don't have it, then I know that I'm not the only one. We feel like we've never made it to Lexington to go to this town branch. It's the only stamp I need, you know, and I have the other eight stamps. So, you know, uh, but I want this, you know, let's talk about this, this trail. And I kind of broke it down into like four stages, I guess, of the of the nine places and also added a couple places. So really there's 10 or so on here. Um, let's talk about what, you know, if you've been there, what you like, what you didn't like. I mean, you know, we're not going to spend, we're not going to have a diatribe on these, but let's talk about these. So the first one, I mean, you know, we're both located in the Louisville area. I live in Oldham County. You live in Jefferson County. So I would say if I invite friends to come to town and it depends on how long they're staying, if we want to start the bourbon trail, then we'd start in Louisville. So the first mm -hmm. two we went to like five years ago, we went to Evan Williams. Have you been to the Evan Williams downtown? The Evan Williams experience. I have, and I enjoyed it. I really yes. enjoyed it. Um, um, that was the first, that was, the, that was our first one ever. Right, right. Uh, what I like most about the Evan Williams is they had a great tasting experience at the end. Um, yes. I think they have three or four different tasting rooms and some of them look like a speakeasy and some looks like a bar and like yep. an old saloon. Um, but they give you, you know, several different of the Evan Williams uh, expressions and all pretty good bourbons. I like that one too. So that I would start Evan Williams and we went to Stitzel Weller on Sunday. Um, but we went to Stitzel Weller the first time we started our bourbon tour, but we missed the tours by like 30 minutes, but they had a great welcoming room. So they had bourbon cream and they had um, bourbon balls and they had drinks. So we just sat there and like had a cocktail and checked it out. That was our first attempt at what do we do in the bourbon trail? So we missed the tour, enjoyed, you know, some great amenities there. But of course on Sunday when we went, they didn't have any of that because of the damn COVID. So, right. you know. And Stitzel we Weller, Stitzel Weller is like, that's the historical, distillery in the state that's the right. one that you know when people talk about some of the best whiskey ever made in this state Stitzel Weller is the one that comes up over and over again because of course that's the link between uh, uh, William LaRue Weller and that's the link between Pappy Van Winkle and so initially yeah. that's kind of where all that that came together um, and and there's so much history there uh, and you know, I think a big part of what makes a great tour is obviously your tour guide. And I've been to that tour as well. And uh, we had a, a young gent by the name of, of Forrest who took us on that tour. And the guy was absolutely hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite tours simply due to the tour guide. Right. Now, is that something you would want to do? So, I mean, I think that would be a great gig post teaching, you know, post coaching. I'm 65 years old. Hopefully it's still up around and have my faculties. I think that would be a great gig. I mean, would you, was that something you'd want to do? Man, I'll do anything at a distillery as long as they let me sample, you know, <laughs> I'll sample it right off the line. Right on, right on. Uh, I mean, you know, my brother-in-law, Charlie, who is going to be joining us on Bourbon Palooza, he also is a, a bourbon connoisseur. You know, he's got a chemical engineering degree. So I'm like, dude, you need to be working here, you know, 
quit your gig at your current job and I won't say who he works for, but I said, quit your gig there and come work at, you know, uh, so well, I mean, they have a small lab and one dude, he's like trying all these different strands. You're taking evidently some strands of an old, old Weller, you know, bottle and they're putting it in the sand. I don't know. Something sounds, uh, intense, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so it was a good tour. I like Stitzel Weller. So I would suggest going Evan Williams, Stitzel Weller. And we went to Angel's Envy on Sunday too, yeah. just to, we had some time, but everything was no tours allowed. So we just kind of looked right. at their, you know, their gift shop and all that stuff and had a sample there. And, you know, it's right across from Louisville Slugger. So that's a great, you know, but that's not on the original bourbon tour. I think that's on the new one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So that's one of the we newer ones. We were down there for an event. I guess Stacy did uh, something for Habitat for Humanity, and they kind of had an event there one night. Uh, beautiful facility, you know, a lot of it's brand new there. Uh, but one thing I think that's kind of different from them with a lot of the others, the amount of, you know, whiskey they produce in a day is nowhere close to a lot of the other distilleries. You know, they're, they're producing right. small time compared to your Buffalo Trace or a Barton or a Wild Turkey. Right. I got you. Um, so the next step, I guess we went the second year, we went east. So we got on 64 and went east. And we went to Woodford Reserve, which, you know, I love that tour. They weren't doing any production on that day because it was the day after Christmas. But the, the campus itself of Woodford Reserve, they're in Versailles, but around the horse farms, gorgeous. I mean, just it was just worth the tour itself. And I like Woodford Reserve. It's a good, that's a brown foreman, correct? It is, it is. And uh, surprisingly, you know, I, I live in Louisville. My parents still live in Lexington. I've driven by Woodford probably 5,000 times and I've never done that tour. Really? Oh, well. All the tours in the state. And, and yeah, I mean, I hear the grounds are beautiful. I hear it's a, a great tour, but I've never been there. Well, I tell you what, when you and Stacy want to go to Woodford Reserve, you call us and Amy and I will go, we'll join you. It's a great trip. Seriously, we'd totally do that. So we did Woodford and we did Wild Turkey. And I didn't like Wild Turkey because it felt so corporate. I mean, now I will say this about the Wild Turkey view. The location of the facility was beautiful, like scenery outside. We took some pictures up on that high ledge over the river and stuff like that. But the tour itself, very corporate, very stale. And I'm not, right. I mean, like I said, I'm not a wild turkey drinker, but I mean, you know, what did you, what was your take on that one? Did you like that one? That's actually another one that I haven't been to. Um, so, uh, you know, in that area, I've been over to Buffalo Trace. I've been to Four Roses. Um, well, but, that was our yeah. next stop. We went to Fort Roses next. And I liked Fort Ro Four Roses because of the decor of the facility. It had that kind of Spanish looking style, mm -hmm. you know? Good. Yeah. We had a great tour guide. I can't remember her name, but she was awesome. And they were actually producing when we were there. So we saw the people actually working. So, you know, we did the Woodford, the Wild Turkey, the Four Roses all in one, one day. We left at like 9 a.m., drove out 64. And we stopped at a restaurant in Midway that we saw in diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like the Midway Diner or something like that. Yeah. And we stopped there and had lunch. You know, it was delicious. But I recommend we would go with you to Woodford. I don't think we'd go with you to Wild Turkey. So, right. you know, if we, if we want to do Buffalo Trace, which I'll talk about later, and Woodford the same day, dude, I'm all about that. So, nice, you know. nice. I mean, uh, the good thing about uh, Wild Turkey, they still got Jimmy Russell around. I mean, that guy has been the face of their bourbon for a ridiculous amount of time. I mean, he's probably 85 years old. Still sits there. He'll be hanging out in the gift shop, signing bottles. Uh, that's, that's and, cool. and he, he routinely makes the rounds to different liquor stores uh, when they're doing some kind of wild turkey promotion, you know, to take pictures, shake hands, do all that stuff. That's what a, what a job, huh? What a I job. Know. 
I know. I guess you're in the business long enough, you're you're benefited the perks, I guess. Um, So the third year we went, we went south and we did Maker's Mark, which was cool because you get to dip your bottle, you know, but I'm not, I mean, Maker's is okay. Maker's is a good mixing bourbon. But we got the dip bottles. We went to Makers. We went to Jim Beam, and we went to Heaven Hill. That was yeah. our third tier uh, trip. So, have you been to those? Uh, I have. I've been to uh, when we did uh, my birthday deal. It was Jim Beam, Heaven Hill, and Makers Mark. Okay. Uh, so, what I liked about Heaven Hill was again their their tasting room, and I guess they probably still have the same setup. Was it in a round room when you went? Like the bar was kind of in a round room. Maybe, um, maybe like the bar itself, like a half circle. Yes, yes. Kind um, of like you're at a hibachi place, right? Yeah, right. Right. And when I went on my birthday, and you know they pointed out I was the birthday boy, they allowed me to taste a twenty and a twenty-three year old bourbon. Wow. Um, and so you know that, that that was a pretty pretty cool. Uh, the twenty actually tasted a lot better than the twenty-three. Twenty-three tasted like you were licking an oak tree, you know. <laughs> nice nice so that was the third tier now last year we did two stops that aren't on the bourbon trail but i think in my belief my mine and amy's favorite two trips because you know we've got a little experience doing the bourbon tour and we know what we like and so on and so forth so last year we went to buffalo trace in frankfurt which i think was the best love that too we had a good tour guide older gentleman i think he's a retired science teacher um, they had good samples and they were, they were bottling, um, what were they bottling that day? The one with the horse, Blanford's, the one with the horse on top. They were bottling yeah, Blanford's Blanford. that day. Yeah, yeah. Blanford, that's it, Blanton's. They yeah. were bottling that, you know, and I didn't really know much about the Blanton's brand. I didn't realize the horses are different, I think, on top of each bottle. Is that correct? Yeah. You know? And so what that's supposed to, and it spells out Blanton's. And so what it's supposed to kind of symbolize is the final stretch of the Kentucky Derby, like the strides of the horse as they come down that home stretch. Huh, really? How about that? Yeah. How, that's pretty cool. I mean, I never had really drank Blanton's. I don't, I've never had Blanton's, but I mean, um, I know someone gave Amy a small, like, uh, novelty bottle for like Christmas mm-hmm. last year as a gift. So it's sitting in the cupboard. I mean, I don't even know if that horse would count as part of those eight right. things. But, you know, at Stitzel Water, they do the thing with the keys. There's five keys that Pappy Van Winkle used to unlock the facility whenever he went to work every day. And that's, there's five keys on the bottle of Stitzel Weller. Um, what it's the bottle Blade and Bow. Yes, Blade that's right. Bow. Yeah. Man, see, you you are on it, dude. Blade and Bow. That's yeah. what, that's why you're my go-to bourbon guy, Derb. That's hey, just, I'm just letting you know right there. There's a whole lot of people that know a whole lot more about me. Uh, I'm just kind of a dork when it comes to something I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I try to learn as much as I can about it, and I got a whole lot of useful, useless knowledge, you know, up well, in my head. I know there's a lot of our listeners that like to drink bourbon, so maybe this will bring in some of our listeners from the Louisville area and some different, you know, Amy said I need to diversify my portfolio and get away from Lindbrook apartment stories in Millersville. So, you know, I'm glad we're, we're bringing it into the 21st century with something that's popular because, you know, 30 years ago, bourbon was like down, like the, the our tour guide on Sunday said in like 1985, vodka sales outpaced bourbon sales in the U.S. And the only place that the bourbon was selling was over in Japan. That's why these right. companies moved a lot. I'm like... Hmm. Okay. Interesting. You know, yeah. it but. took a long time for bourbon to make money, you know, forever and ever people wanted the clear spirits, uh, to drink, you know, vodka was obviously huge for a long time and people drank gin drinks for a long time. Ugh. Um, yeah. I know I, I could never, <laughs> I did that in college and that was the last time, you know, no thanks. I, don't, I don't mess with the clear stuff anymore, but you know, yeah, it took a long time for bourbon to make money and they, 
they lost money year after year after year. Um, but like you say, you know, the, you know, Asian countries actually kept them afloat for a long, long time. Right. A lot of bourbon was sold there. And, and consequently, yeah. you know, now with the bourbon boom, they're selling even more over there. You know, they wow. can't they can't get enough overseas to keep anything on the shelf right now. Well, I know. I mean, when the when the tour guide told us how many barrels were in the Rick House that we were standing in, I was like, I think it was like seven thousand eight hundred barrels of bourbon mm-hmm. in that Rick House. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, you know, everyone's always heard every time we go to tour. They always say, well, you know, there's more bourbon barrels in Kentucky than citizens. I'm like, that, right. you know, and that's pretty awesome. So on year four, we went to Buffalo Trace. Like I said, great tour, free. Um, you know, loved it. We went to fancy lunch in, in Frankfurt, and then we went to Jefferson's here in Oldham County. Okay. And, you know, I like Jefferson's. Um, I, I don't remember if they, I, I know they distill it there. I think they bottle everything. The whole operation is right there in Oldham County in Crestwood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they store their barrels. I don't, that I don't know. Uh, I, you know I've, I've had Jefferson's Ocean, good bourbon, you know, good, neat bourbon, but it's, it's what, 70 bucks a bottle. So it's not it cheap. Is. It and is. I've had regular, just regular Jefferson's bourbon. I guess their house bourbon. And that's a good bourbon too. So have you ever been to Jefferson's? I have not been to Jefferson's. Um, I don't know. What do they call it? Like the, the artesian distillery or something yes. like that? Is that their yes. deal? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there. Um, but kind of going back to Buffalo Trace, uh, you know, that was one of my favorite tours. Right. And the reason that, and again, like I say, a whole lot of it does go back to the tour guide. When I did my tour there, uh, the guy who did our tour was a guy named Freddie Johnson. And so uh, there's a... A documentary out there about bourbon it's called neat and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you can i think it's on youtube it might be on amazon prime um but freddie johnson is actually featured in this uh documentary called neat and so uh freddie's whole deal he's like a third generation employee at buffalo trace and it wasn't always called buffalo trace that actually just came around i think you know 1990 maybe 90 91 92 um before that it was like the stag distillery or something else but as you're going through this tour you know freddie johnson is talking about like uh as a kid he was running through the rick houses playing while his dad worked with elmer t lee and i mean elmer t lee is on you right. know it's one of the most hard to find bourbons that's out there right now former master distiller at that distillery um but you know, with Freddie giving the tour, it's like you're you're standing there with a piece of bourbon history in the state of Kentucky. Uh, just right. an amazing individual, very very kind of person. He is, he is, yeah. So um, if you get on, uh, I guess the Buffalo Trace website, they got uh, biographies of all their employees, and so right. you know he he he's somebody who, when you listen to him talk. He's a good, good dude. Um, right. You know, and he talks about, you know, people always talk about don't don't mix this with your bourbon. Don't do that with your bourbon. Freddie is always right. talking about take your bourbon how you like it. Elmer right. T. Lee drank his bourbon with seven up. <laughs> so, you know, gr- great guy. And uh, I, I was fortunate to be a part of his tour. That's pretty cool, man. I like that. You know, and I personally like I like Buffalo Trace. That's that might be my favorite everyday bourbon. And it's hard it to is. find, you know, it is. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm making a trip to Total Wine, you know, in the near future, and I'm hoping there's going to be a bottle there that I can have, you know, a maybe part of Bourbon Palooza, but also definitely to have at home, you know. Yeah. So, love Buffalo Trace, like Jefferson's, you know. Here again, if you and Stacy, let's let's do the Woodford Reserve Jefferson's tour, you know, we'll make it, you know, right. start start out in Woodford and end up close to home. 
um, and th this year we went to Stitzelweller on uh, Sunday, like I said. So that's, you know, that's the, the old bourbon tour. You know, there's mm -hmm. some new places added to it. Um, a lot of them in Bardstown, like Bardstown Bourbon Company. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Now, Bullet Distilling, you know, they have Bullet at, St at Stitzelweller. That is part of the Bullet line, but the distillery itself is out in Shelbyville. So uh -huh. have yeah, you been to that one yet? I have not. That's a pretty new facility. You know, yes. it's all bright and shiny. We got some family that kind of live on the way out out there in Shelbyville. Um, but I guess like, you know, the, the one that's down in Shively, it's called Bullet at Stitzelweller. Um, yep. And there's a factory right next door. It's a Diageo factory. And, you know, huh. they produce all kinds of spirits. And so uh, what I guess, you know, they do make or up until, you know, the new one opened in Shelbyville, Diageo was making the bourbon. I think, and again, a lot of that's kind of mystery in the bourbon industry. Who's making whose bourbon? Right. Um, and you know, it would make sense since they're right next door that they were distilling their their whiskey for them. I mean, that, that's just a Weller facility. It was huge. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big. That'd be a great movie set. Like, I'd like to see someone make a movie about like Pappy Van Winkle or something, and yeah. use that as like use that as the set because the the buildings. I mean, they could probably pass it off as 1935 whenever they opened up on Derby Day, which would be yeah. pretty cool, you know. So, and there's, here's one, another one in Barstown, Lux Row Distillers. Never, I've never mm -hmm. heard of them. I don't know who, what Lux Row is. Lux Row, and, and again, you know, just like with Bardstown Bourbon Company, you drive by their facility, just like with that new Bullet facility, it's bright and shiny. Um, and I guess like the bourbons that they're putting out right now, and they've acquired one that's kind of common. Uh, they've acquired the name of Rebel Yell, if you've ever heard of Rebel yeah, Yell. Yes, I have, uh, yes. They've acquired that name. And so I think what they're kind of doing right now is buying up other people's barrels because theirs is not yet aged. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the barrels that they are buying and putting out, it's pretty good stuff. Pretty good. Okay. Stuff. I think Rebel, Rebel Yell was part of the Pappy Van Winkle line back in the olden days. It is. And and so, uh, and we'll talk more about it on Bourbon Palooza, but that Rebel Yell is a weeded mash. And so, like with a weeded mash bill, it's supposed to be a little bit smoother of a bourbon than. Okay. Uh, something that's more has more rye in it right yeah my my, my brother-in-law charlie he likes the rise i'm not a rye guy but you know it's, right. it's, it's whatever here's one in louisville michter's fort nelson distillery i know fort nelson's down in nelson county so it's probably originally was in bardstown um it's right downtown main street you know michter's i've never had any michter's before it's it's all right um i haven't done their tour but their bourbon's okay. I'll say that. Right. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, the next one, I think, let me stop here. I got you now, Herb. I I lost yeah, I think I lost my signal there. I'm back. I got you. Okay, okay. All right, the next one, I, you haven't missed a beat. I was going to stop the recording, but we're keeping on trucking. Old Forester. Right. Um, I know Travis Hill, old TH, he likes Old Forester. You know, I guess I, I do too. You know, he likes old Forrester. We need to get TH on here. He's a he'd be a hoot on one of these podcasts. I tell you what, oh, most definitely drop a Travisism for us. <laughs> so we definitely need to get him out here someday. Uh, maybe we, maybe we'll sneak him as a surprise guest on Sunday. You never know. All right, that'd be perfect. Um, Oz Tyler Distillery in Owensboro. Yeah, again, another new kid on the block. I'm right. not real familiar with those guys, but I think that's one. And what they kind of do with a lot of different distilleries is, is, you know, hey, it's got some history behind it. Let's reopen it. And so right. I think that's one that was open years and years ago. And so they brought it back. Uh, there's another one outside of Lexington that just released their first uh, 
whiskey. Uh, it's called Castle and Key. And mm -hmm. uh, they had uh, actually the first woman master distiller. She has since moved on, but they just put out their first rye whiskey. Mm -hmm. um, but again, an old name that's kind of come back. I got you. Well, if you're in Owensboro, I guess you can get some mutton and try their bourbon while you're down there. You know, Owensboro's Moonlight Barbecue. Moonlight Barbecue. I don't know if I could eat mutton. I mean, I, every time I think of mutton, I think of the Jerry Seinfeld episode, the Seinfeld episode where he, he puts the mutton in his pockets with the napkins and the dogs. You know, you don't like my mutton? You know, so I don't know. But it's out now. You know, I've been to Owensboro, a uh, beautiful place. We went to a football tournament out there and had a great time. Uh, so I have been out there to the land between the lakes and out there. You had to go to Indiana and oh, it was crazy. Uh, next one is Rabbit Hole. And that's also here in Louisville. Right. Premium brand. Uh, you ever been to a polo match? I can't say that I have, Chauncey. <laughs> I've been to one. And when I went to one, Rabbit Hole was the uh, kind of the, the corporate sponsor of the event. Uh, uh -huh. The only polo match I've ever been to in my life. And we got to sample a little rabbit hole there. So. Right. Again, another one I haven't had too much of. Well, I always use the joke. I used to play water polo, but then my horse drowned. You know, it's a total, total dad joke. It's funny as hell, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I feel you appreciate that. You know, feel free to use that one. And then let's see here. Uh, the next, last new one is the Wilderness Trail Bourbon. It's all the way down in Danville. Man, now, Wilderness Trail again another one that i would kind of call a new kid on the block but they are doing some good stuff so with wilderness trail the idea i guess when you make bourbon is and maybe you've heard the term sour mash before yes uh -huh. so i guess the idea behind sour mash is they make their mash they leave some left over and they kind of bring it into the new the next set that they're going to make the next the next mash right and so that's sour mash Wilderness Trail makes what they call sweet mash. And so basically every time they make a new, you know, put all their grains or whatever together, it's a whole brand new batch. Right. Um, and so Wilderness Trail also does different stuff with the yeast strains. And so uh, with the different stuff with the yeast strains, that's kind of what uh, Four Roses does as well. And it gives them a lot of different flavors on their bourbon. But uh, I would say look for Wilderness Trail to kind of be one that, that continues to increase in popularity. Uh, if you're looking to get your hands on a, a good bottle of bourbon, Wilderness Trail is a great way to go. Oh, there you go. See, I mean, I've never even heard of that before. And, and you know, if I'm ever going to be in Danville, it's going to be down to visit Center College. Maybe Luke will be smart enough to go to Center College and maybe we'll sneak over there to, you know, because it's right there in Danville. I mean, that'd be a great place to check out if we're going to visit Center College, you know, great, fine institution of higher learning here in the, in the Commonwealth, you know. <laughs> But uh, so like, give me a couple, let's say we're going on, a, you got a new guy coming for the bourbon trail. Give me like two or three tips they need to, you know, hey, I'm coming to Louisville, you know, once all this shit clears up and we can get out in public and do some things and, it, and it's not Derby weekend and I'm a newbie wanting to do the bourbon trail. Give me like some tips, give me two or three tips. Like, what do you recommend? Uh, if I was going to the, bring some newbies in for, a couple tours. I think the first place I'd try to take them is Old Forester. Uh, Old Forester is now downtown Louisville. Uh, right. It's on Whis on Whiskey Row, uh, and they do everything from like on this tour. Uh, they do everything from you know making the bourbon, make you know creating the mash. Uh, they try to I think barrel a couple barrels a day. Um, but Old Forester, something they do is they make their own bottles. Uh, right. And so on the tour, you can see them making the barrels. You can see them bottling it. Um, but, you know, with, with the amount of money behind Old Forester with Brown Foreman, they put out a quality product. So that's that's one place I would definitely take them. Um, right. 
after we got out of Louisville, the next place I would take them is Maker's Mark. I don't think there's a more beautiful facility in the state. Um, Maker's Mark has been around forever and ever. They, they've done marketing better as it comes to bourbon. Right. Better than anyone for a longer amount of time. You know, everybody right. knows Maker's Mark and everybody knows uh, that wax. And so the idea of dipping your own bottle, I think, is pretty appealing to everyone. I got gotcha. you. Um, after you did a couple tours, though, I would most definitely say, you know, and again, once all this is over, like you say, get to some restaurants with a variety of bourbons. Uh, there, right. There's so many of them in the city of Louisville where you can go in and probably try a hundred different bourbons if you could stand that long. But right. you, know, you really get a chance to kind of see what all's out there. Uh, pair it with some great food. Uh, so, right. you know, but I got you, man. For the tourists to Louisville, that, that's the route I'd go. I got you. Well, you know, I have some friends now, maybe some people listening to the podcast up in the Northeast states when people can get out of here and, you know, get out and do some things. They'll come to Louisville and check it out. I mean, everyone wants to come Derby weekend, but it's so crazy in Louisville on Derby weekend mm -hmm. that that's don't come to Louisville Derby weekend unless you're going to the race because it's chaos, right. you know, but if you're going to come in the middle of summer or if you're going to come, you know, whenever and do the bourbon or if you're a local and have never really done the bourbon tours, there's a lot of new people that, that live in Kentucky that never done the bourbon tour. So, you know, but dude, thank you so much for your insight, man. I really appreciate your knowledge. I mean, you know, this, and like you said, if this is something that interests you and you're willing to learn. There's a lot to be learned about, you know, the bourbon industry. I mean, stuff that, you know, I didn't know about five to six years ago, you know, and I'm still learning things, you know, about the, the Blanton horses. I didn't know that was the, you know, the final stretch. They probably mentioned it in the tour, but it didn't stick with me because I had never heard of Blanton. So I'm always willing to learn new things. I'm looking forward to Sunday when we do Bourbon Palooza. Uh, God willing, have a good Christmas. Tell Stacy and the kids and hey. say, you know, Merry Christmas from the Shatzers. And I will see you on Sunday, dude. Man, I appreciate it. Again, thanks for having me on. Uh, I love talking about bourbon. Like I said before, there's a whole lot of people that know a whole lot more than me about bourbon. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't want anybody to fact check me on anything I said through this. Hopefully I got it right. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pumped about Bourbon Palooza. Excited. Well, I mean, you did a good job. I gave you no pre-production notes. I was like, hey, we're going to talk about the Bourbon Trail. So, you know, this is what I've done. And that's about the extent of it. So I think you did great. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And I will talk to you in about four or five days. Merry Christmas, brother. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'd like to thank my good friend, Brian Durbin, for joining us today on Shatzer Says, Episode 7A, Day Trippin' in the Kentucky Hug. And when I say I have a bourbon guy, he's my bourbon guy. So thanks to you, Brian, for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't forget, this weekend we'll be recording Episode 7B, The Bourbon Palooza, as we have a bourbon tasting with some other great guests joining us as well. So I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.